Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, I'm Blair Bathory, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, whether this is your first time or you're one of the brave souls who join us every week. Do you want to be a part of Something Scary? We have so many ways for you to join us. The easiest way is to join our Patreon. For just $4.99 a month, you'll get access to our members-only Discord and a chance to talk to others who love scary things as much as you do. Second, treat yourself to a something scary cap to keep the sun away this summer, or maybe a cozy hoodie for when the night turns chilly. Go to somethingscary.com and check out our merch. We have all been warned about Satan the pure evil who will try to lure us into doing terrible things. He is often shared as a warning to let our conscience be our guide, to lead us to all be kind, helpful citizens in our communities. And while we do need to be aware of terrible temptation and avoiding the likes of evil, sometimes the true evil comes from the people in which we're surrounded. First, a devilish love affair followed by the drumbeat of hell, then a daring risk. Finally, in our featured story, the deadly price of beauty. So, wanna hear something scary? Satanic panic. It doesn't matter how hard you try to be a normal, good human, If the devil has marked you, your fate is sealed. Like in this story inspired by Carly. At a young age, I experienced a life-altering car accident that left me scarred physically and emotionally. As a result, many of my friends abandoned me. Some just moved on over the time I had been gone and away from school activities. Others were unable to see past the scars that marred my appearance. But amidst the loss, I gained an unusual companion, a presence that only I could sense. Growing up, I became a night owl, 
seeking solace in the darkness while playing with toys until I went to sleep. Each morning I would wake, feeling as if someone had tenderly tucked me in, assuming it was my parents. Little did I know that a mysterious being, a dark shadow watched over me, providing an unspoken comfort. One night on my birthday, unable to sleep, I encountered this dark presence in the form of a tall man holding a gift. I should have been afraid, but I wasn't. He felt familiar. He apologized thinking I was asleep and handed me the present, instructing me not to open it until morning. When I asked if the gift was from him, he dodged the question, hinting that it was really from someone else. He was just the messenger. He hushed me back to sleep claiming I would understand when I was older. In the morning when I opened the box, it was a doll I had been dreaming of but told no one due to the expense. As the years passed, I remained isolated, devoid of friendship save for one college peer. Strange occurrences continued around me. On stormy days, I seemed immune to rain, staying dry while everyone else got soaked. Furthermore, I miraculously escaped injuries or harm when faced with dangerous situations. Such inexplicable events only deepened the sense of mystery surrounding my life. One summer, the feeling of followed escalated and my suspicion was confirmed when my friend revealed she always felt a strange presence whenever she was near me. Her major was religious studies and the forces of heaven and hell she was pretty sure that it might be a demon. Although unnerved, I found solace in my friend's assurance that the demon meant no harm. Clearly, if it wanted to hurt me, it would have already done so. Determined to confront this supernatural entity, I asked my friend how to summon it. I wasn't 100% sure it would work, but it did, and to my surprise, he appeared in human form. His name was Damon, and he said he had been protecting me, though the specific danger remained a secret. Curious about his appearance, I half-jokingly expressed my expectation of a more traditional satanic-looking creature. Amused, Damon transformed before my eyes, revealing his terrifying true form with crimson eyes, wings, and horns. Strangely, instead of threat, a sense of calm and love emanated from him, and I found myself strangely drawn to him. He shifted back to his human form, appearing just as intrigued by my reaction as I was by his transformations. As we talked, Damon admitted he thought I was beautiful, despite my self-perceived flaws. Conflicted by my own doubts, I dismissed his compliment. However, his unwavering gaze and sincere words of affirmation lingered in my mind. Damon then revealed the truth. His father, the devil, had arranged our marriage the day I almost died in the car accident. I scoffed at the idea. I was only a child when it happened. It was incredulous, but suddenly another man, strikingly similar to Damon, appeared behind him, exuding a powerful and sinister aura. The truth of Damon's lineage was undeniable. As the revelations unfolded, I began to question the nature of my connection with Damon. 
His affectionate glances and claims of marriage baffled me. Nevertheless, he assured me that he held genuine feelings for me, making it evident that our bond ran deeper than any predestined arrangement. As fear and curiosity battled within me, Damon's presence offered a paradox of comfort and mystery. The supernatural had spun a web around me, and my destiny seemed irrevocably intertwined with a demon, the son of the devil himself. Yet, as I stood on the precipice of an unknown future, I couldn't help but wonder if my scars and vulnerabilities were the keys to unlocking a profound and unforeseen love. I don't know why people choose to fear the devil. He makes me feel quite safe. He's the only one to see who I really am. Has there ever been a time you know you should have been afraid, but somehow you were calm? Do the scarier things in life actually put you at ease like they do for me? Have you ever thought you might fit in better with otherworldly beings? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The call of drums doesn't always lead you to a fun concert. Sometimes, if you follow the rhythm, it will lead you straight to hell. Like in this story inspired by Alabaster. Growing up in the woods wasn't always a fairy tale. I lived in the south of Georgia, and we were allowed to run wild and free. Except we were never allowed in the historic Indian park near our house. We were never to tamper with the ancient and sacred Indian burial mounds. 
Yes, the woods were whimsical with the many animals and sounds I got to hear, but it was also unsettling. One thing that still haunts me to this day is the beating of those drums. They're seared into my body, as much of a part of me as my own heartbeat. The drums weren't always there, beating away with the forest, only when the sky was cloudless and the moon was high. On those nights, I would always see strange shadows moving outside my window, and the sounds became far and more intense. I never paid them much attention though, having grown up with this phenomenon, but they never scared me. That was until the night when it all changed. I remember it vividly. That time the drums came closer than ever before, bringing many unwanted visitors along. I was laying in bed in a deep sleep, but something drew me out of it. I had no idea what it was. Nothing ever woke me up like that. So suddenly, a shiver of uneasiness ran down my spine as I slid out of bed, walking through the deathly silent house. I couldn't seem to place the noise, only hearing the light beat every few seconds and I was still half asleep. Then I heard my mother calling me from outside our warm safe haven. I went to the sliding glass doors that faced the wood line and opened them without a second thought. As the cold embrace of the night drew me out, it suddenly hit me. I had passed my mother laying in bed asleep moments before when I tiptoed down the stairs. Yet there she was, standing in front of me clear as day under the moonlight. I went to her, slowly walking down the steps. The wind began to wail, soon joined by the crying of vultures and unearthly screams of the cannibalistic creatures of the dark. The cold ground underneath me encased my bare feet in the sticky pre-dawn dew as I walked towards the haunting figure of my mother. I wouldn't know the truth until years later, but the figure posing as my mother was a wendigo. It had laid claim on me many moons ago and that night, alongside the drum players, decided it was time. Under its unholy gaze, its clawed hand took mine, allowing it to escort me to my death. As we walked through the brambles and mud, I began to hear chanting. I couldn't understand a single word of their strange language, but I somehow knew the meaning. They called this creature their savior, sent by Satan himself in order to cleanse them and lead them to the promised land of fire. My purpose in this ritual was simple. I was the key. I was the innocent lamb about to be thrown into the lion's den. Under the blood moon I sat, staring into the hollow eyes of the Wendigo. My mind was screaming at me to run, to try and fight back, but my body wouldn't budge. I grew dizzy, my head pounding with the loud beating of the drums. The last thing I remember seeing was the dislocated jaw of the Wendigo coming toward me, about to swallow me whole. I don't remember much after that, just the warm embrace of darkness, then the violent shaking. I opened my eyes only to find I wasn't dead, but somehow safe and back in my bed. My mother stood over me, crying and shaking when my father cussed up a storm about me going outside at night. I never spoke the truth out loud, too scared to admit it was more than just a childish dream. But in my gut, I was sure my mother knew. The way she cried, the way she looked at me differently, she knew I'd been touched by evil. 
We began to attend church again and quickly moved houses to one on the opposite side of town. I haven't seen the strange creatures since that day, but sometimes, on nights where the wind howls and the moon shines bright, I swear when I look outside, I see the Wendigo. It menacingly waves to me, beckoning me with its crooked smile. Of course, I know now that once they claim you, you're never going to have peace again. Over the years, I've grown to accept that, but there's one thing that still haunts me. I now live in the suburbs on the north side of Thomaston, miles and miles away from the woods. As I sit here, typing this out, I swear I hear the drums. I don't think a little peek out the window would hurt. Do you? Have you ever had a haunting experience that felt so real, but you're not sure if it was a dream or not? Does it still haunt you today? If so, tell us your story by sending us an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Making a deal with the devil is a tale as old as time. But what happens when you're so desperate you try to trick him, as in this story inspired by Faust and written by Janine Pipe? Joel looked over at his mom. She was sleeping now. But he knew it wouldn't be long until she was writhing in pain again. Parents were supposed to look after their children, not the other way around. But no matter how unfair it seemed, Joel would never leave his mom. However, he was also exhausted from school, work, and caring for her, therefore susceptible to suggestion. So when after a few long shifts at the bar, a beautiful woman was waiting outside for him, instead of ignoring her and heading home, he found himself standing with her at the crossroads under the light of the moon. It all seemed worth it once he saw his mother sit up in bed the following morning, even more so when she was able to walk into the garden and feel the sun on her face again. Of course, once his mother had gotten better, he began to look around their house which had fallen into a state of disrepair. Although vastly improved, he didn't want his mom going back to the office just yet, and little bar work he could fit in between college classes barely paid the bills. He really wasn't sure it would work if he just turned up at the crossroads. Maybe he needed to be invited or accompanied by the demon. It didn't take long for one to appear, and luckily for Joel, it seemed as though hell wasn't somewhere where they held meetings about who had contracts with which humans, and he was able to sell what he technically no longer owned. Over the next few weeks, Joel felt that he and his mom finally had a regular life. For the first time in what seemed like forever, his mom was well enough to start going with her friends again for coffee and began looking at returning to work. Their new house was beautiful, and they actually enjoyed taking pride in keeping it clean and tidy. Joel even gave up tending bars since he didn't need to scrimp and save for medical bills or to keep the power on, but he still found school hard. He'd fallen behind quite badly when his mom had spent a few weeks in the hospital and despite trying his best and taking makeup papers, he was barely scraping by and was very close to failing out. 
it wouldn't work a third time, would it? Exactly one year after meeting the beautiful demon at the bar, Joel found himself back at the crossroads, the moon high in the sky as it had been each of the nights when he'd struck a deal. He wasn't sure what would happen when they all turned up at once, each carrying a contract for his soul. It hadn't been easy sourcing material in the occult, but he'd hoped that the research he'd done was correct. Suddenly, the trio of demons manifested before him. Each showed their true form, and they were pissed both at him and with their fellow collectors. As they began to argue between themselves, Joel reached for his knife behind his back. He closed his eyes and thought of his mom and then slashed across his arm and hit the dial button on his cell. As he fell to the ground bleeding out, the harbingers of death realized that they had been the ones who'd been tricked. Joel had sold his soul three times and now they'd come to collect. Not only were they unable to split, what they each believed was rightfully theirs, but he had taken his own life, thus rendering his soul worthless. It was close, but as the ambulance arrived and the EMTs carted Joel off to the ER, he knew it had all been worth it. His tainted soul was safe for now, and hopefully it would be a long time before he joined those he had betrayed in the fiery pits of hell. Would you ever risk making a deal with a demon? Do you believe you have ever encountered one? What would you do if you did? In our final story, join my co-host Stephanie as she tells the tale of a devil in Caribbean folklore, which is now animated over on youtube.com slash snarled. Those who believe that beauty is only skin deep may have a superficial and judgmental mindset. It also blinds you to the evil that may lurk below the surface. Ines sat quietly in the dimly lit room, her senses on high alert as she surveyed her surroundings. This wasn't her usual scene. How did she end up at this bizarre cosmetic sales meeting, surrounded by these women who seemed to move in such unison? Her instincts told her this was nothing but a pyramid scheme, and she was itching to escape. As she gathered the courage to get up and make her exit, an immediate hush fell upon the room. All eyes turned towards the stage, where a mysterious figure gracefully emerged, captivating everyone's attention. It was Amani, the top saleswoman and founder of the company. Ines remembered why she had been convinced to show up in the first place. It was Amani. She had a captivating aura. Her beauty was undeniable, but there was something more. She possessed an undeniable charisma that captivated the attention of all in her presence. Ines sat back down, unable to tear her eyes away from Amani. The woman began presenting the new skincare line. After the presentation, Inez went over to the buffet to get coffee. She nervously cracked a joke to one of the attendees, saying Amani's overwhelming success and beauty must have only happened because she had made a deal with the devil. But the laughter died on her lips when she saw the embarrassed look on the woman's face. She slowly turned around to find Amani standing directly behind her. For a moment, she froze. But to her relief, Amani smirked and led her way from the crowd. 
You're funny, you know that? Amani told her. I could use someone with your confidence in my inner circle. Inez was pleasantly surprised when Amani told her to expect an elite invitation. When an elaborate gift box arrived at her home inviting her to the exclusive retreat, she was thrilled, yet despite her excitement, she couldn't shake the feeling that something was off about the whole thing. The invitation instructed her to go to a campsite deep in the woods, promising an enchanting evening where everyone's true talent would shine. There was a list of strange items to bring, like all white clothes, and there was a bottle to drink before they arrived. Ines scoffed at the idea, dismissing the elixir included in the invitation as a gimmick, so she tossed it in the trash. Ines was mesmerized by the campsite. It had beautiful yurts throughout the area, and the environment was just all around picture perfect. And then, suddenly, a horn blew, and all the women dressed identically in white lined up, instinctively forming a circle around the blazing campfire. Inez hesitated, then followed suit, feeling an eerie connection between herself and the others. But as they began chanting, an inexplicable dread crept into her heart. As a fire danced before them, Amani appeared right before them, seemingly emerging from the flames. Inez gasped in horror as a combination of a strong perfume and human decay crept in on her. And while trying to figure out where the smell was coming from, her eyes met at Amani. As her skin burned away, revealing a demonic creature beneath. Stories from her grandmother, Aji, flooded her mind as she recognized the entity before her, La Diablalis, a demon born from a human who sold her soul to the devil for eternal use. Inez finally understood why they were in the woods. The women were meant to be Amani's sacrifices. Then, dread surged through her veins. Desperate to survive and not wanting to draw attention to herself, she tried to snap another woman out of the trance-like state, but it was too late. Inez remembered grandmother's warnings and discreetly turned her white t-shirt backward, hoping it would grant her protection. Slowly, she began edging away from the circle, trying to remain unnoticed. With each sacrifice, the chanting grew louder, and Inez knew she had to act quickly. Her heart pounding in her chest, she was almost out of the circle. When the unthinkable happened, the chanting stopped. Amani's eyes locked onto Inez. With no thought at all, Inez broke into a sprint, her mind racing with desperate thoughts of survival. Amani's haunting laughter filled the air, her power urging the other woman to go after Inez. She found herself entering deeper into the woods, branching, clawing at her skin, and her breath getting heavier and heavier as she ran. The retreat had become a nightmarish hunt for her life. She reached her car, whispering words of prayer she remembered from her grandmother. But suddenly, Amani was upon her. That's when it hit Inez. One of the most important things to break the spell was that she should have turned her shirt inside out and walked backwards from the circle. Merely turning her shirt backwards had not been enough to save her. Inez lived, but her heart skipped a beat every time she saw Amani's new forever youthful line makeup commercial. She knew the tragic secret of internal beauty. To what extent will the sacrifice of lives continue all to preserve the internal youth of those who have struck a sinister bargain.
This week's podcast stories were edited by Sarah Lukasiewicz, Janine Pipe, and Stephanie Strange. Narration by Blair Bathory and Stephanie Strange. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Additional audio editing by Calvin Linderman. Art and graphics by Irma Richardson. Produced by Anna Villalobos. Executive produced by Gail Gilman. Music by Sapphire Sandalo and Calvin Linderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarl.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, my spooky friends, sweet screams. <laughs>